I'm really glad that that, that happened to you. Yeah, I'm glad that we are here for each other, you know? Yeah. Do you have any, like, crazy stories? I don't think I've ever heard any of your, like, crazy drunk stories. Uh, no, not really. Let me think. Uh, one time, me and my friend Caleb got really drunk, and um, <laughs> uh, we're stupid, and we were obsessed with Patsy Cline at the time, <laughs> because I don't fucking Because know. reasons. <laughs> yeah. I had recently gotten my record player, and I was like, we're also... Oh, my God. Um, and then, <clears throat> so I said, you know what would be a great idea? <laughs> if we went walking after midnight. Yep, that and we In we, Houston, we, right? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and we began to walk after midnight, and um, things deteriorated very quickly. Not well, very quickly. We that, actually got far away from the house, and then things deteriorated. Okay. <laughs> so that was one of those things, like, you probably took, like, shots or something like that before you left, or drank something, yeah. and you were like, oh, time to go for a walk, and then it, you, the drunkenness hit you later, like, One in the morning. Fuck. <laughs> No, girl. What? <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I think my craziest story from drunkenness is uh, not just my own. This was a full-fledged, like, I caused a lot of drunkenness for a lot of different people. I had a Halloween party in 2014, and people always refer to Halloween 2014 because they're like, Chris, what kind of party are you going to have? And I'm like, it's not going to be quite Halloween 2014 level. They're like, thank God. <laughs> because... <laughs> my liver thinks. <laughs> yes. Uh, because I made... My classic drink that I used to make back in college was the pink panty droppers, uh, which is you take one of those little cans of like concentrated pink lemonade, uh, lemonade, put that like in there. The frozen kind? Yeah. And you fill that all the way up with vodka and put that in there. You put in a can of Sprite uh, and then a beer. And you mix it all. And you, if you want to water it down a little bit more for a party, you can put in water. And I put water in there, too. Oh, that um, sounds like fucking tart. It is, it's tart, but it's also really good. Um, and it is uh, strong <laughs> and will get you fucked up very quickly. Uh, so I made that, uh, two, two batches of that. And then I also made two batches of my world-famous sangria. Uh, and let me tell you, that sangria, it's not just wine. I add, tequila. I, add, I don't add tequila. I add Rum. liquor. Um, uh, but it's bourbon. But um, it gets you fucked up as well. So everyone's like drinking because they're two sugary drinks. And when I make them, they taste very good. And so people were just like tossing back these mixed drinks, tossing back these mixed drinks uh, for this party. It was supposed to just be a pregame because it was just like, oh, we show up at eight and we go out at like 10. Um, a lot of people left after the party because they were wasted. Uh, but some of us tried to go out to Northgate after that. Um, what is that? Most people, the bar, sorry, the main bar area of in College Station. Okay. Um, a lot of people did not remember uh, getting to there or leaving my house. Um, including me and we got to, we got there and I stepped out of the car with, I was with my roommate and she hadn't drank that night. Uh, cause I think she had something to do the next day. And so she, I stepped out of the car and face planted on a curb and she's like, well, we're getting back in. We're taking him back home. <laughs> He's done. So in the car right now, no, I'm not going to tell you that part. That's really gross, but oh, you threw uh, it all over her car. I did not throw up in the car. Well, I threw up in the car, but nothing, none of the vomit was Ooh, in nope, the car. We're done. Okay. <laughs> So, yep, I, I told it. you I wasn't gonna gonna I tell you about it. it. Um, and then I got home, and Bailey was freaked out, and she had a seizure. And so then I started bawling, took off all my clothes, <laughs> sat on the living room floor. Uh, my friend Cody was uh, blackout at Northgate, and people a bartender had to come up and ask him if he was okay because he was just sitting there like. <laughs> Because he was really messed up. And then my friend Laura and Victoria were also there. And they were like, 
we don't remember it being at Northgate at all. I'm, like, I'm glad that uh, Uber, not Uber, I think they had carpool back then. Um, but they obviously had rides home. So everyone was safe. No one died. <laughs> but it was the most wild. Everyone woke up with these massive. Oh, I also had to work the next day. Um, and I couldn't call. It was a football game. So I couldn't call in because uh, football game days at the bookstore were very um, wild. Oh, the bookstore is like it's—it's it's not just a bookstore. It's a concession stand. Yeah, basically. It, I mean, it's right there on campus, like right across from Kyle Field, the main football stadium. So everyone goes there before game day and like gets fucking wild. Mm, dealing with drunk people that day was—I mean, any day was not fun. But I was so drunk from the night before, still while I was there, because uh, I walked from my apartment to campus, and that was miserable, um, and. I felt disgusting the entire day. Well, then it all turned on me in the middle of, like, my lunch break. And I was like, oh, no. And so then I, like, was sitting in the back and, like, had my head down. And my boss goes, do you need to go home? And I was like, and it was, like, during the middle of the game. And I'm like, yeah, I probably should. And she's like, well, you're not doing anything here. So <laughs> go clock out and leave. I'm like, okay, bye. So then I had to walk home after that. Uh, that was not fun either. <laughs> what month is this? September or something? No, October. It was a Halloween party. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be pretty hot. Yeah, it was. It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that I hate to be if I'm hungover is hot. Hot. Mm-hmm. Normally, uh, I it, like. I sometimes I feel like almost like flu vibes. After, like when I'm hungover is like. I mean, besides the need to throw up, but like I get like clammy and hot and sweaty, and I mean I have hallucination all the time. It's not weird. People love me. <laughs> That's crazy. What? <laughs> hallucination? What? Uh, yeah, uh, but there's a lot of crazy stories with me. Um, I also love whenever Thomas is like, Chris, I don't think I've ever seen like really like messed up drunk, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned, because it, it will happen. <laughs> If you are friends with me, that will happen. There will come a day. Um, yeah. When we finally move in, I'm going to have a housewarming party. Mm. And I want you to be trashed. <laughs> like, Chris, let's For get crazy. Fun. Well, if you really Not want... me. Just you. <laughs> just me. If you I'm really invite want... Annabella. <laughs> Annabella uh, over I would have to like to say, just pause real quickly. This is where Savannah's location is currently. Oh. <laughs> she is the hurricane. She, she Wait, is. Wait, no, that's the other side. That's that's. She's the Pacific in, the, Ocean. in the middle of the Pacific Ocean somewhere. Is she uh, flying to Australia? She's outside of the Galapagos Islands. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Let me. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, you okay? Hey, crock pocket, you you good? <laughs> but spell you letter U. You good? Space G U D. <laughs> I'm going to send it to her right now. <laughs> LOL. Hey, Crock Pocket. You good? <laughs> I spelled it with two U's. G-U-U-D. Good. You good? You guys. You good. Are we recording? How long have you been recording? Did you, uh, like five minutes. We get all my Halloween craziness? No, I skipped over that. No. <laughs> You're like, we just started. I don't, I don't need anybody to know that. <laughs> You talked about some uh, racy things. Well, really, mostly just the the inappropriate bodily functions that you decided <laughs> to share. I you I told you I wasn't going to, and then you asked a question, and I followed up. I so. just said, "Did it happen?" You could have just said yes. Well, the answer and then was there was not, some explanation. Was not entirely yes. <laughs> uh, it occurred, 
It did, but nothing. I didn't say, did it leave your orifices? It did. Well, now I'm just confused. It didn't touch anything in the car because I was dressed as a hippie that time and my roommate took this cardboard box that I was wearing that said, make love, not war. Oh, you threw up on that. Okay. And, and you held it. Okay. Yeah. I thought you threw up in your mouth and then swallowed Oh, it. gross. No, I have, I have known people that did that and I couldn't. I could not do that because I don't want that in me. If it's coming out, it's coming out, girl. Yeah, so we were just ex exchanging some uh, lovely uh, stories, tales of our past, you know, and present and future. <laughs> yep. I'm sure at some point I'll have another Halloween party and just get messy. Hey. I also think that a reason why Thomas has not seen me um, to that point is because you guys always go home early. <laughs> Uh, no, I stay out until two. Oh, it's seven o'clock. I'm so tired. <laughs> Same. Well, if there's nowhere to sit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to stand around being a drunk. Excuse there's me? nowhere to sit. I Honestly, want... I think like a little like cocktail lounge would be super cute. Like almost like a fancy, not fancy, but like. Almost like Postinos without food. Like a nice wine bar, but like only wine. <laughs> Hear me out. <clears throat> okay. Cocktail lounge. Mm -hmm. But 70s style. Sunken living rooms. Okay. They're like booths, but they're in the ground. Booths. Booths. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. That all over the place. Major tripping hazard, I understand. Mm -hmm. Yes. We also need ramps because uh, ADA compliant. Well, then I just want it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my own cocktail lounge. This is fine. Oh, my God. What if you had, like, a, a sunken bar? Hey. Hey. Our house is two feet off the ground now. Already. So you make the bar outside? <laughs> I really? So you remember, we did we go in? Yeah, we went to a house together that had a sunken bathtub. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that it up was... to Thomas. I was like, probably not a good idea. <laughs> no, not great. He's not going to like it. But, <laughs> but I like I'm the idea behind that. It. Yeah. Because uh, on top of that, if you're really like into it before, because uh, I'm sure that was built in, what, the 60s or 70s? Um, yeah, like a 60s thing. Yeah. So having a second tub, now I would turn it into like a full-ass like jacuzzi thing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like big big old thing. Make it as big as you want to. Make, make it like an indoor pool, essentially, but not like that big. But that's what, <laughs> so what I would like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a downstairs guest bathroom that I would just completely obliterate for the guests. Yeah. You can't pee You don't need leave. You can't, yeah. Uh, no the pee. whole room. <laughs> and then it's just like a subtle grade into it. <laughs> like slowly stepping Think into of the Think of like uh, <clears throat> the, you SeaWorld, mm -hmm. they have like a Lost Lagoon kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like that's the slow go go start, like really like a beach. shallow for like a, all the little, yeah. That's the one that is shaped in the shape of Texas. No, that's face of Texas. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but, but yes, <laughs> Yeah. So like just a like gradual, like here's along the edges, it's a beach, it's shallow. And then as you go further out, it's it's not. And then you get the waves. And, Ooh, a wave machine in the house? Great idea. Yeah, oh my, yeah, um, I know. <laughs> Sloshing back. Sloshes into the hall. What are you uh, doing Spencer, in there? Making why? a wave pool. Spencer, why is the hardwood all warped? Uh, <laughs> it's not warped. It's wet. <laughs> that would make it warped. No. It's no. soaked, actually. <laughs> you get the water, the, the moisture meter, it's like 100%. What? <laughs> it's now a tree. It's a living tree. It's like tree. sprouting leaves. Oh, no. 
<laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that'll that. never happen. Yeah. Well, uh, a sunken tub, I'd be very into a sunken tub. But that's also, uh, <laughs> as we saw at that uh, house that we went to, is a tripping hazard and not great for people. Also, I just don't understand how he got up there to be able to not That's what I was just it. about to say. So she had a plywood thing over it because her husband was in a wheelchair, and we are not being ableist by saying these things. But there were three steps to get up into the bathroom to begin with. And so if he was in a wheelchair, why were you afraid that he was going to fall into the bathtub but unless not you down the stairs? Put Unless you take him out of his wheelchair or help him out of his wheelchair, set him on the ledge, bring the wheelchair up, and then put him in the wheelchair on the platform. Yes. the Because the, be, the bedroom was at the normal level, but then the bathroom was raised up so that you could have the sunken bathtub. Yes. <clears throat> Which also was like, why didn't you just dig the whole – dig the bath – bathtub into the ground i don't think that's like uh i think that messes with the foundation or something because it was probably a cement block foundation yeah but just don't be, okay i don't know <laughs> yeah either way <laughs> yeah um and then pools are built out of cement yes so like just build like a cement like but they don't have a house on top of them <laughs> Well, yeah, but I'm just saying... Okay, I don't know. I, I don't understand architecture or structural stuff. I'm not a civil engineer, so don't talk to me. You're not? <laughs> Surprise. Oh, well. I thought you were a scientist. <laughs> science of buildings. So there is building science there. That's what Savannah is. She's construction science. She's a construct construction in science... What would you get your degree in now if you had the second chance? Business, yeah. easily. I would easily go back and go for business. I, I would be 100% accounting. I, I hated accounting, accounting but mm. I would do the shit out of accounting now. Exactly. Because I know, first of all, I know how much money they make very quickly right out of college, not like scientists. Or uh, an engineer. Yeah, exactly. Well, engineers are fucking hard. You have to go through a, a lot, lot of math. A lot of math. Um, because I went through engineering math, which honestly I could go back and be like, hey, if I remembered math, I could go back and do this shit. Because I already have the prerequisites for a lot of engineering shit on the math side of things. <laughs> I've already got them. I could do it. Um, but, yeah, I would easily go back and do some sort of business thing because uh, <laughs> I was lied to. <laughs> do not go into STEM. <laughs> I mean, you can, but. It's, well, I mean, that's what we need. But We do need it, but we, we don't get paid. Nope. Just letting the world know. Uh, but yeah, I would easily do like some sort of business thing because everyone got out and did, even no matter what, the, whatever the fuck they were doing. Like, because a lot of business people were just like, "I'm business." Okay, what does business mean? What do you What do you get a degree in? And now they're all just like doing whatever the fuck they want to. Like, none of it makes any sense. I'm like, how 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 are you a business person? Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Let me tell you <clears throat> about a business. Yes. Uh, Baked Bones. Woo! Wait, uh, you have the other... The oh, no, this is a special one. Yeah, yeah. So you tell me about Baked Bones. Hey, then. Spencer. Hey. Let me ask you a question. What is it? Does 2020 have you feeling... Spoozy? Every single day. Especially this week. Oh, <laughs> come on, Hurricane Laura. I mean, this is literally my spoop. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> the biggest spoop is natural disaster. Natural disaster. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, are our listeners feeling anxious lately? Especially when we start to... Witch cackle? <laughs> well, did you know that your dog can quickly pick up on those feelings? Don't worry. Our sponsor, Baked Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil. Uh, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey, 
You can even use code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. S-P-O-O-P-Y-1-5 to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at Baked Bones or their website at BakedBones.com to find some information and reviews on how they've been helping out other dogs too. Baked Bones. Love. We love our sponsors at Baked Bones. Can I woof at you a little bit more? Please, tell me more woofs. Um, do you want a clean pet without all the hassle? Always. Yeah. Packing Fido up in the car and driving them all over town is a chore that many of us pet owners rarely enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. What if instead you could have your groomer come straight to you? With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks, you can! Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious, custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries of the salon. AC, heat, electricity, and water. No hookups needed. And they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals during the grooming process. Their vans ensure that your groomer has the ability to take care of all of your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything everything in between. They even offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, hair styling, Dead Sea mud baths, dark color enhancing treatments, and facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pets with 100% per- personal, 100% cage-free, one-on-one experience, all in the comfort of your own driveway or if you live in an apartment, Outside on the street in front of your apartment. Exactly. You know what else Aussie Pet Mobile groomers are trained on? Good social distancing practices. Make your appointment and be sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service. Aussie Pet Mobile. What? Also, yum. Yeah, yum. Also, the comfort, all in the comfort of your own driveway. I saw pictures of Morky's recent trip to the Aussie Pet Mobile. Morky has recently been groomed. And... That little thing, I talked about it on uh, our Ruby podcast, but I'm going to talk about it here as well. Uh, because let me tell you, that looks fierce. That van looks so profesh, profesh as you said. High oh, tech. I love, yeah, uh, yeah profesh. You love profesh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, because they, I mean, that it's a cute little ass van, or cute van. Yeah. Uh, and the it, van has no ass. It has I will no just ass. say that. <laughs> it has a bumper, though. It has a bumper, <laughs> yes. Uh, but let me tell you, they look professional as all ends, um, and the they did a great job on Marky. Mm-hmm. So she looks like a pretty princess. Oh my god, she always did, but she looks even more trimmed and sleek. You know? Did you ever read uh, uh, Great Expectations? Mm-mm. Sometimes when she gets really furry like that, I expect her to be like Miss Havisham. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, book. I it's a lady who lived by herself for thirty years and never threw away her wedding cake. It was just still on the dining room table, and she her, wore her wedding dress every day. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, but also, I have to tell you that um, my so, so apparently it's a, a thing that like when you get married that you're supposed to save part of your wedding cake and have it on your fir- first year anniversary. Uh-huh. I didn't ever know that was a thing. Yeah. But my sister's wedding cake was fucking delicious, uh, and I think I need to ask my mom like, hey, next time I come home, can we just like order some of like Ezra's wedding cake from whatever bakery you guys got it from because that cake was delicious. It was uh-huh. an Italian cream cake, which my mom absolutely loves, which I tried to get you for your birthday last year. I don't remember when, but I ended up getting just a regular white cake and it was not as exciting. But besides the point, the Italian cream cakes are delicious and I love Italian cream cakes. So. Uh, my brother's <clears throat> wedding cake was disgusting. <laughs> he never listens, spit, so whatever. Spit, spits out water. It was like almond flavored. 
because uh, sometimes there. So almond like heavily almond flavored. extract has that uh, that distinct taste to it. And if you put like even the slightest too much, it gets uh, wild very quickly. Yeah. Um, but as you see with any of those baking sh shows, if you put any extract of anything too much of it, even the slightest too much, it show so if you put almond extract in the cake mix and put it in the frosting then you're going to get a shit ton of almond for everyone like you have to create some some different uh different flavors let's go on a baking show <gasps> let's do like a team go on a baking show have you ever seen um the great the british baking show no the sugar rush no they they have all like baking um like people who have bakeries and like actual businesses that they do that uh but it's always like teams where there's two people doing it and like the first uh like so there's two rounds or three rounds technically <clears throat> but the first two rounds are you're giving three hours for the first two rounds and <clears throat> whatever you save whatever you if you can get done the first two rounds how however fast you can get down done the first two rounds you get to save for the last round but you also have to do well at the same time so you're trying to save you're trying to rush and get through it but you're also trying to do really well because if you don't make it past the first round you don't get to finish the second round if you don't make it past the second round you don't make it to the third round so there's four people that start and you only get like two shot. in the last round yeah exactly <clears throat> so i really like that show we've only watched a few episodes of it but i've liked it because it's like who's going home and they're I all like good good bakers chopped i just love any cooking show because i, I just like i love to cook i suck at baking um but i'm okay at I mean, I can do, I can follow directions, but like when you're asking me to start, because ex with with baking, experimenting with baking stuff is is hard. If you experiment, <clears throat> you're probably wrong. Exactly, because uh, baking, like experimental baking, is very difficult because baking is very much an exact science. Because if you forget forget one ingredient in baking, that's a problem. It's shit, mama. Exactly, but when you're cooking, you can typically just add that. If you forget something and like the taste is a little off, you can just add that at the top, and everything's fine. You yeah. can't do that with baking. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Mm -mm. Um, so yes, cooking. I like cooking a lot more because experimenting with cooking is a little bit easier. Uh, but experimenting with baking. Well, and at the end, if you're, <clears throat> it's still edible mm -hmm. if you're hungry. Yeah, exactly. Baking, it may not be. It may not be. Uh, but also at the same time with with baking. Um, Fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh, you also spend all that time de like if you're really like into decorating, you spend all that time decorating as well. And so it's like, okay, you made a product and you don't even know how it tastes yet. And then you start decorating and spend all that time decorating it. And then you get to the in in product after 12 hours. And it's like, oh, well, not, it doesn't actually taste good. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> but one thing I have actually really wanted to start doing is baking bread. <laughs> I really want to start baking bread too. I, but I want a bread machine. I don't want to do all that. Oh, I, I want to do like the proving and like doing it in the oven and all that fun stuff. I made... Uh, <clears throat> I also want to make cheese. Sorry. <laughs> I do want to make cheese, too. Yeah. But there's, like, special ingredients there that, like, go bad quickly. And I'm like, yeah. I, I can't commit that. to that. <laughs> if I have to go out and get it that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I made cinnamon rolls where I had to proof some dough. Ooh. They turned out pretty well. It was good. So then you obviously have a knack for it. My mom had a bread machine, and uh, I loved it. But my thing is, like, I want to, like, do the old-fashioned method. I love, like, old-fashioned methods. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, oh, also, did you know that you're – do you have an Instapot? Yeah. You do. Uh, you can make yogurt. Have you ever yeah, made yeah, yogurt? Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I want to make yogurt, but I want to make like paleo yogurt where I use coconut milk and like coconut sugars and stuff. Uh, that sounds terrible. I want to try it. I want to see how it goes. There, I don't think there is there a such thing as coconut yogurt. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to find out. There's coconut milk um, cheese. There's dairy-free cheese out there. 
Yeah, and it sounds gross. I no, it's actually not. My friend had me try. Uh, my friend Alyssa, who listens to this podcast, hey Alyssa, um, she made me. I think it was oat milk cheese. Oh no, no almond milk cheese, and it was actually really good. So it's just expensive. It's like six dollars for like a little thing, or six or eight dollars for a little thing like this. Well, one, <clears throat> I have two things to say now. Uh, <laughs> I have things. I want to try u- nutritional yeast because apparently it tastes just like cheese. That's how nutritional yeast. Yeah, that's how vegetarians and vegans get cheese flavor into their stuff. Oh, um, and two, uh, one of my little treats when I go to the grocery store is you know how there's the the deli and they cut the cheese is like the expensive cheese. Oh yeah, the artisanal cheese. Yeah, at H E B. But then there's uh, at the one on uh, Washington, there's like a little a little bin at the end like of like pieces that weren't big enough for people to sell. Like yeah, they yeah. were like just cut off of everything. And like little like sampling little things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like two bucks for like expensive cheese. Yeah. I was like, I, I, that's my little treat. I always get like a little, yeah, I'm going to try a new cheese. Oh, I just pay for the full like block of cheese. <laughs> well, full, this full block of artisanal cheese. Well, uh, yes, but this <laughs> allows me to sample more things to make yeah, sure yeah. that I like it. That's true. Um, I got one. Yes. The day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. Fucking. I was like extra sharp. I was like, Ooh, it's gonna be so tasty. Extra sharp is hard. It was fucking processed cheese. It's Velveeta. Oh, LOL. It was so gross. <laughs> and I have a whole fucking, I mean, not a whole fucking block, because this is why There's I get little, the smaller blocks, cut, because yeah. I'm not sure I'll like it. But I have this size piece of cheese. You're like, what and I it's do with It's just those? disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I have to put it in something. Yeah, I guess I'll just mix it into broccoli or something. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Make the broccoli taste better. Never know. I was so disappointed. Yeah, that's sad. I, I, the problem with me is like, I'll buy a new cheese and I'm like, I'm going to try this. And then I don't remember what I actually tried. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, that was really good. Or it wasn't good. And that's, that's a problem. And I get it again, end up getting it again. And I'm like, wow, this cheese wasn't good. Why did I get it again? I don't know. See, Thomas is like, go to the grocery store. I get these five things. I know I like them. Mm -hmm. Done. I'm like, let's try something something new. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) He gets the same cheese. It's like H-E-B, one year aged cheddar oh that's me i like that one that's I my, like that one. that's my go-to and if i want to experiment i'll get another one <laughs> yeah i want to try a different one every time i yeah. know i like that one already yeah if i'm trying to do it for like other people like if i'm having a cheese board i'd buy that one because obviously everybody, everybody eats that it. yeah um because it's a good cheddar yeah but then sometimes i get fucking velveta <laughs> somehow end up with velveta uh we did a cheese board this weekend um and what did i get i had mozzarella a smoked Gouda, a cream dill Havarti, which I have always thought that I didn't like Havarti, but Havarti is just like a very mild cheese. I just um, don't like soft cheeses. It wasn't like super soft. It was not as soft as Brie, but it is a softer cheese. Um, I, I want my cheese to be a cheddar grade or better. Yeah, or it went, went really well with, with uh, crackers because it was kind of creamy on the crackers. Um, and then we had Brie, and then, of course, cheddar. Um what other cheese did I have? Oh, and mozzarella balls. We had mozzarella balls. I love mozzarella Me balls. Me too. That, that, is a, that is a soft cheese. Fresh mozzarella. Like. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. good. That's good. I think my cheese board, if it, it would be like aged Swiss Parmesan yeah. <laughs> cheddar. Uh, I don't know that I could eat Parmesan just straight. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I have done that, and it is, I, oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, I don't think, I think I've ever done that. The, the reason why I bought the H, because HEB has like this fresh Parmes- or fresh mozzarella that I absolutely love. And the and little. Like a little pop-top pop-up thing, yeah. Or like the, it's the same kind, but just like a bigger log. Um, 
Delicious. Fantastic. Oh, wow. I love it. What? Uh, we're 27 minutes in. Oh, we're talking about cheese. Let's, Let's talk about spooky stuff. <laughs> this is not a cheese podcast. Cheese? Cheese. Um, is it my turn to go yes. first? Oh, okay. I'm we'll t- save us being angry for the end. <laughs> oh, good. get really rowdy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk today about the SCP Foundation. Have you ever heard about the SCP the Foundation? SCP? I have SCP. not. Okay, hold on. Oh, I love okay. that. That's Let's so nice. <laughs> um, so with all the craziness that's going on in our world, maybe not uh, countrywide, but there is a hurricane approaching, I'm not ready to talk about real things. I'm going to retreat into a land fantasy Is today. it a creepypasta? Sort of. Okay. So what is the SCP Foundation? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, the SCP Foundation is a fictional organization documented by a web-based collaborative fiction project meaning that it's sort of a very specific niche of creepypastas. Okay. Um, so the writing of these stories are more available, uh, are available through the normal channels, so are no sleep and creepypastas. But the main forum for reading these kind of stories is through the website scpwiki.com. Okay. Um, so, so you can read them on these like no sleep reddit or similar to like no sleep reddit yes but it is actually on like a forum yes most people will write about so we'll get further i'll okay. tell you um so what does the scp do um, i've gathered what their foundation is uh but what do they do their styles uh of stories are so special they that they seem to set them apart from other creepy pastas so they provide a mission statement to tell you what the scp foundation does oh boy um, the scp mission foundation is as follows Operating clandestine and worldwide, the Foundation operates beyond jurisdiction, empowered and entrusted by every major national government with the task of containing anomalous objects, entities, and phenomena. So basically, this is like, it's a, is this a real foundation? Like a real organization? No. Okay. okay. But the idea behind But they this treat themselves as, as a real is. foundation. Where it's to take these creepy things that people talk about and put them into, like, I guess, a database if you will yes okay um so these anomalies pose a significant threat to global security by threatening either physical or physiological harm or psychological harm the foundation operates to maintain normalcy so that the worldwide civilian population can live and go on with their daily lives without fear mistrust or doubt in their personal beliefs and to maintain human independence from extraterrestrial extra dimensional and other extra normal influence oh lord their mission is threefold. S, secure. The foundation secures anomalies with the goal of preventing them from falling into the hands of civilians or rival agencies through extensive observation and surveillance and by acting to intercept such anomalies as at the earliest opportunity. So basically, if there's something freaky happen, happening, they don't want other... other. It's similar to, to Men in Black. Yeah, I was going to say like almost like a Marvel thing where like people with extra with these powers they don't want them going to the wrong side not necessarily because they are not some are not just like people, humanoid but yeah but mm-hmm. most are not yeah but like the idea of like something men and black okay we'll say men and black yeah <laughs> well that will i'll allow that c contain mm-hmm. the foundation contains anomalies with the goal of preventing their influence or effects from spreading by either relocating, concealing, or dismantling such anomalies, or by suppressing, preventing uh, public dissemination of the knowledge thereof. <laughs> P, you laughed because of disseminating? No, I laughed because the idea, well, maybe, but uh, I surprisingly was not being immature at that point. Um, 
Well, that's because the idea is like make sure that people don't know about it. Yes. <laughs> Even though you would think that this foundation is like tell everyone about this shit, but like make sure we've got it under control. But okay. well, when we, I'm going to tell you about some of these SCPs. Oh boy. And you'll see what they're like. Uh, protect. The Goat Man. <laughs> Similar. Uh, P, protect. The Foundation protects humanity from the effects of such anomalies as well as the anomalies themselves until such a time that they are either fully understood or new theories of science can be devised based on their properties and behavior. My mind keeps just going to Kuchisaka Ona. (laughs) She could be an SCP. She could be an SCP. (laughs) Uh, The Foundation may also neutralize or destroy anomalies as an option of last resort if they are determined to be too dangerous to be contained. SCP can also stand for the special containment procedures of how these creatures are uh, contained. The Foundation maintains an extensive database of information regarding anomalies requiring special containment procedures, commonly referred to as SCPs. The primary Foundation database contains summaries of such anomalies and emergency procedures for maintaining and reestablishing safe containment in the case of a containment breach or other event. Anomalies can take many forms, be it an object, an entity, a location, or a freestanding phenomenon. These anomalies are categorized into one of several object classes and are either contained at one of the Foundation's myriad of secure facilities or contained on-site if relocation is deemed unfeasible. And Unfeasible? Unfeasible? Unfeasible. I don't think it's unfeasible. It's infeasible. Infeasible? I don't know. Let me type it and see what Google says. No. Moving on. I guess that's right. <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> so there are several object classes. Um, there's, of course, safe, which are safe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're not. Well, so there's, of course, safe, which are Safe. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna give you five examples of ones that are my favorite. Mm-hmm. One of them is a safe. Um, Euclid. The Euclid class of SCPs are anomalies that require more resources to contain completely, or where containment isn't always reliable. Usually, this is because the SCP is insufficiently understood or is inherently unpredictable. Euclid is the object class with the greatest scope, and it is usually a safe bet that an SCP will be this class if it doesn't easily fit into other standard object classes. So basically, if it's not killing people immediately, then it's like, eh, maybe. Yes. So Kappa. Maybe yes. a Kappa could be a, a, a SPC. Euclid. Yeah, mm-hmm. Euclid S- SPC. Keter. I'm trying to think back to all the like crazy shit that we've talked about. Yes. <laughs> Keter class SPCs, SCPs are an anomaly that are exceedingly difficult to contain consistently or reliably, with containment procedures often being extensive and complex. The Foundation can't contain these SCPs well due to having, not having a solid understanding of the anomaly or lacking the technology to properly contain or counter it. A Keter SCP does not mean that the SCP is dangerous, it just means that it is very difficult and costly to contain. Uh, and then there's Som- Thaumiel. Thaumiel class SPCs are anomalies that the Foundation specifically uses to contain other SPCs. Even the mere existence of a Thaumiel class object is classified at the highest levels of the Foundation, and their locations, functions, and current statuses are known to only a few Foundation personnel outside of the O5 Council. So they, they're they SPCs that help... Get the keyer. Get the basically. other SPCs. Yes. Um, and then there's neutralized, which is they're no longer anomalous, and either they've been uh, discovered of their purpose or destroyed. Hmm. 
just your descriptions of all these things is just this should be a movie <laughs> like there just, are games uh-huh. there are some movies not any in english of what i've seen yeah or that are you know um very popular oh yeah um but like oh, cloverfield <laughs> yeah cloverfield What's the, the idea of an cloverfield SCP? could be a, a spc okay but anything could be tied into an scp it's it's not hard to tie them together to yeah. this, this. Um, so let's talk about some SCPs. Yes, please tell me. I would S- like to know. Let me tell you about the first recorded SCP. Uh, SCP-173. Oh my gosh. Uh, initially written on about or written about on 4chan in June of 2007. This is the archived version of their original post. SCP-173. File semicolon dash parenthesis, comma, X, comma, parenthesis, from the files of Site-19. 140042, 2007, June 22nd, 1.40 p.m., by S.S. Walrus. Item number SCP-173, uh, uh, Special Containment Procedures. Item SPC, or SCP-173, uh, is to be kept on a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at any time, and the door is to be relocked behind them. At all times, two persons must be looking at SCP-173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Description. Moved to Site-19 in 1993, little is known about the item number SCP-173's origins. It is constructed from concrete and rebar, and it was once painted with Krylon brand spray paint. The organism or creature or thing or... Yes. SCP-173 is an animate and malevolent. If given the chance, it will kill anyone within its line of sight. Its weakness, however, is it does not move while it is being watched. Despite the paralysis, it is still highly dangerous, able to cover at least two meters in the literal blink of an eye. Wow. It kills either... And it's a concrete block. (laughs) Concrete rebar and spray paint. I Mm -hmm. love that. Uh, It typically kills either by snapping the victim's neck from behind or grabbing the victim's throat and strangling them. (laughs) Whatever animates SCP-173 does not give it much force with which to break things, as is seen from a large room with unbarred windows. It is fully capable of containing it. Its grip, however, is unbreakable. As when it is not moving, the statue is as hard and as strong as concrete. While left alone in its room, one can hear a stone-on-stone scraping from within that is believed to be the sound of SCP-173 moving about. I love that. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is a combination of feces and blood. We don't know, nor wish to find out where it comes from or how it arrives, but SCP-173's container will slowly fill, fill with these substances. In order to ensure that bacterial growth within does not begin to damage the building it is contained in, and to maintain some level of sanitation, the enclosure must be cleaned on a bi-weekly basis. Yeah. You want to see a picture? Do you have? How do you have a picture of this? Somebody created a picture. Oh my god! The, I someone drew it. Yes. I assume it's like a well. There's a video statue. of it now too. How? Fake. Oh yeah, but still. Yeah, I um. Is it what you were expecting an SCP to be? Yeah, I'm expecting like random creatures. I I thought that it was just like random creatures that or random things that are happening 
LOL. So it's just like a statue, essentially. Yep. A, a concrete statue that just looks fucking creepy. Yeah. And then we'll... Attack I, if you blink. Exactly. Attack if you are not looking at it. Oh my god, what if two people blink, the two people watching them blink at the same time? Well, there are stories based on SCP-173. Many mm. stories. Oh boy. Um, that two people were in the same room as him, both looking. One sneezes. Mm-hmm. You have to close your eyes when you sneeze. Mm-hmm. Killed them both. Well, gotcha, gal. Yep. They got me, gal. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. SCP-055. SCP-055 is a self-keeping secret or anti-meme. Information about SCP-55's physical appearance as well as its nature and behavior in an origin is self-classifying. Self-classifying. To clarify, (laughs) uh, how 19 originally acquired SCP-055 is not known. When SCP-055 was obtained and by whom, it is unknown. SCP-055's physical appearance is unknown. It is not indescribable or invisible. Individuals are perfectly capable of entering SCP-55's container and observing it, taking mental notes or written notes, making sketches, taking photographs, and even making audio video recordings. An extensive log of such observations is on file. However, information about SCP-055's physical appearance leaks out of the human mind soon after such an observation. Individuals tasked with describing SCP-055s afterwards find their minds wandering and lose interest in the task. Individuals tasked with sketching a copy of a photograph of SCP-055 are unable to remember what the photograph looks like, as are researchers overseeing these tests. Security personnel who have observed SPC-055 via closed-circuit television cameras emerge after a full shift, exhausted, and effectively amnesiac about the events of the previous hours. Who authorized the construction of SCP-055's containment room? Why was it constructed in this way? Or what is the purpose of the containment procedures may be are all unknown. Despite SCP-055's container being easily accessible, all personnel at Site-19 claim no knowledge of SCP-055's existence when challenged. (laughs) Because the creature is making them forget everything. Yes. All of these facts are periodically rediscovered, usually by chance readers on this file, of course, uh, causing a great deal of alarm. The state of concern lasts minutes at most before the matter is simply forgotten about again. A great deal of scientific data has been recorded from SCP-055 but cannot be studied. At least one attempt has been made to destroy SCP-055 or possibly move it from its containment site at Site-19 to another site, meeting failure for unknown reasons. SCP-055 presents a major physical threat and indeed may have killed hundreds of personnel and we would not know it. Because no one knows no one what can killed remember it. it. Yeah. Certainly presents a gigantic mimetic mental threat, hence its Keter classification. Interesting. Zero five five. Yeah. We don't know what he looks like or anything about him because no one remembers it because he's making everyone forget. So yeah. <laughs> might have killed people. Maybe not. Didn't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, SCP dash dash dash. It's a rock in Doctor Vang's office that makes you procrastinate. Nothing else has been written about it because everybody else is, they can't be bothered to do it. Because they can't get to it. Because they're, they're, procra- procrastinating. they're procrastinating. That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> that one's safe. That's an easy one. Yeah. Um, item SCP 087. Mm-hmm. 
I like the rock one. A Euclid. A Euclid. So that this is the question mark. Yes. Uh, special containment procedures. SCP-087 is located on the campus of Redacted. The doorway leading to SCP-087 is constructed of reinforced steel with an electro-release lock mechanism. It has been disguised to resemble a janitorial closet consistent with the design of the building. The lock mechanism on the doorknob will not release unless blank volts are applied in conjunction with counterclockwise rotation of the key. The inside of the door is lined with six centimeters of industrialized foam padding. Due to the result of the final exploration, see document 0875, no personnel are permitted to access SCP-087. Description. <laughs> see, S- even though no one can get in there, we have a description. Well, there's four. So there's, there's five documents. Number five is expunged. You can't mm. read it. One through four are available on the website. Okay. Uh, SCP-087 is an unlit platform staircase. Stairs descend on a 38-degree angle for 13 steps before reaching a semicircular platform for approximately 3 meters in diameter. Descent direction rotates 180 degrees at each platform. But if it's a semicircle, how does it have a diameter? All the way across. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, that was dumb. I was like thinking directly. I was like, "That's a radius," and then I was like, "Okay, I guess it's diameter for nothing." Yeah. <laughs> uh, the design of SCP-087s limits subjects to a visual range, visual range of approximately one and a half flights. A light source is required for any subject exploring SCP-087, as there is no lighting fixtures or windows present. Why are there stairs? That's the object. Um, lighting sources brighter than 75 watts have shown to be ineffective as uh, SCP-087 seems to absorb excess light. Subjects report and audio recordings confirm that the distressed vocalizations from what is presumed to be a child between between the ages of blank and blank. (laughs) The source of the distress calls is estimated to be located approximately 200 meters below the initial platform. However, any attempts to descend the staircase have failed to bring subjects closer to the source. The depth of descent calculated from Exploration 5, the longest exploration, is shown to be far beyond both possible structure of both the building and geological surroundings. At this time, it is unknown if SCP-087 has an endpoint. So they go down these random stairs and just keep going, even though it's like, girl, we're far underground. This is not possible. Basically never-ending stairs. But also, how do you get back up to the top, then? <laughs> SCP-087 has undergone four video-recorded explorations by Class D personnel. Each subject conducting an exploration has encountered SCP-087-1, which appears to be a face with no visible pupils, nostrils, or mouth. The nature of SCP-087-1 is entirely unclear, but it has been determined that it is not the source of the pleading. Subjects exhibit feeling of intense paranoia and fear when faced with SCP-087-1, but it is undetermined whether said feelings are abnormal or simply natural reactions. Mm. I don't like that. It's a ghost in a but staircase. Also, yeah, but also, how the fuck did they get a staircase contained? <laughs> like, hey, we're taking you with us. Doesn't <laughs> say it makes sense. I'm just yeah. saying that's who they caught. <laughs> this is ours. And then this one's my favorite one. Okay. Uh, SCP-3008. Uh, Object ca- class, Euclid. Oh, boy. Special containment procedures. 
a retail park containing SCP-008 or 3008 has been purchased by the foundation and converted into site blank. All public roads leading to or passing by site blank have been redirected. So they gave it a pasture. A parking lot. Yeah. Entrance to SCP-3-3008 is to be monitored at all times, and no one is to enter SCP-3008 outside of testing, as permitted by the senior researcher. Humans exiting SCP-3008 are to be detained and the debriefed prior to the administration of amnesiatics. So we don't want we don't want you to remember being out in this parking lot. People come out of it. Just randomly? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Dependent on the duration of their stay in SCP-3008, a cover story may be needed to be generated uh, prior to their release. Any other entities existing, SCP-3008, uh, are to be terminated. Mm. <laughs> Description. SCP-3008 is a large retail unit previously owned and branded as IKEA. Oh, boy. Uh, a popular furniture retail chain. A person entering SCP-3... So they took an entire fucking building and put it in a parking lot? It's basically an Ikea. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, dash 3008 through the main entrance and then passing out of sight of the doors will find themselves translocated to SCP-3008-1. The displacement, uh, displacement will typically go unnoticed as no change will occur from the perspective of the victim. They will generally not become aware until they try to return to the entrance. So so they don't know that they were in this store. You're just going into a basic Ikea. This is literally the description of an actual Ikea. Uh, SCP-3008-1 is a space resembling an inside of an Ikea furniture store, extending far beyond the limits of what could physically be contained within the dimensions of the retail unit. Current measurements indicate that an area of at least 10 square kilometers with no visible external terminators detected in any direction. Inconclusive results from the use of laser rangefinders has led to the speculation that the space may be infinite. So it just keeps going on. Forever Like a regular Ikea. SCP-3008-1 is inhabited by an unknown number of civilians trapped within its prior uh, prior to containment. So an Ikea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gathered data suggests that they may have formed a rudimentary civilization within SCP-3008-1. They're all living there. <laughs> including the construction of a settlement and fortifications for the purpose of defending against SCP-3008-2. Oh, there's another one. There's something inside of it. Mm. Uh, the name of the uh, rudimentary civilization, Shipping and Handling. <laughs> they never leave. They're always stuck there. Uh, uh, SCP-3008-2 are humanoid entities that exist within SCP-3008-1. While superficially resembling humans, they possess exaggerated and inconsistent bodily proportions, often described as being too short or too tall, they possess no facial features, and in all observed cases, wear a yellow shirt with blue trousers consistent with an IKEA employee uniform. <laughs> Stupid. SPC-3008-1 has a rudimentary day-to-night cycle determined by the overhead lighting within the space, activating and deactivating at times consistent with the opening and closing of the original retail store. During the, quote, night instances of SCP-3008-2, 
will become violent towards other life forms within SCP-3008-1. During these bouts of violence, they have been heard to vocalize phrases in English that are typically variations of, the store is now closed, please exit the building. Once a day, quote, uh, begins SCP-3008-2, instances immediately become passive and begin moving through the uh, SCP-3008-1 seemingly at random. They are unresponsive to questioning <laughs> or other verbal cues in this state, though they will react violently if attacked. So basically, a customer service person that says, please leave, and everyone's like, no. And then during the day, hey, can you help me find a clock? Ignoring. <laughs> no response. Uh, SCP-3008-1 is known to have one or more exits located within, uh, though these exits do not appear to have a fixed position, hmm. making it difficult to leave SCP-3008-1 once So inside. IKEA. <laughs> yes. Once uh, using... Any other door besides the main entrance to the uh, enter the structure or breaking through the walls of the retail unit leads to another anomalous interior of this <laughs> original store. Uh, since the containment began, 14 individuals have managed to escape SCP-3008. Following the extensive debriefing, all individuals have been administered amnesiatics and released. Uh, incident 3008-1 at... Uh, 0037 on blank 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 2000 and blank a human male exited scp-3008 followed by ten, followed 10 seconds later by an instance of scp-3008-2 scp-3008-2 caught and killed the man before itself being terminated by armed response personnel the incident represents the only time of an instance of scp-3008-2 has been seen exiting SCP-3008. So well, a person tried to leave, and one of the employees came out and killed him, and yeah. they shot him. Yes, and a full autopsy has been uh, performed on the corpse. There is nothing underneath their skin. Oh, boy. They're hollow inside. So customer service employees. Yes! <laughs> it's my favorite one. It's, it's us. We have been customer service employees for too long. Hollow, hollow, baby. Hollow on the inside. We're hollow. Look at this skin. Nothing underneath it. Gray, baby. <laughs> so there's over 5,000 SCPs. Those are just five of them. Yeah. Um, so if you like those, go check out some more. A, a very popular one is SCP-002 uh, is a rake or Wendigo-like character mm. uh, who, if you see his face, he'll kill you. And oh, boy. SCP-682 is a reptilian-like creature that will constantly regenerate and kill you until you destroy 80% of its body. So like a normal lizard. <laughs> So the only way to kill it that they found is they suspended in hydrochloric acid. So your your head is only seventy eight percent of your body. The whole body is stuck. they're putting in there. <laughs> yeah. oh, it okay. just regenerates so quickly. Oh, like, that's oh. the only way they found to contain it. Interesting. But they're thinking about putting it on a rocket and launching it out into space. Then it's stuck on the rocket. What? Well, you don't know if it's gonna Where survive it gonna go? without a, without air. Could still keep regenerating. Well, the lungs would shrivel. You don't know that it breathes. But it would just keep going. Exactly. <laughs> hey, float out towards the sun, baby. You just keep healing again. Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, I love that because that literally makes me think like that could be the premise of a good movie. If you got like a re like if you got a good writer on there and got a good script, you could create a good movie out of like just random. You could create a movie out of like this organization called the SCP going out and like finding plenty of stories like what we've researched for everything like the Wendigo or the staircases in the woods and and uh the kuchasaka ona like all these different things that you go out there and find these fucking crazy ass anomalies essentially in the world and contain them i think it'd be an interesting movie just that you would even take something and put something like godzilla in there like we had to go contain godzilla as well like, well i didn't include it in here but let me go back to uh this in pop culture so they do have pop culture um, SCP Containment Breach is a video game. SCP Secret Laboratory is another video game. Control is a video game completed, uh, completed by Remedy Enter Entertainment, revealed at E3 in 2018. But apparently there are no uh, movies. There is one play. A play. And a, a light novel series. I think it'd be good. I think it'd be a good, good thing to go off of. Hell, I might even write a book about it. <laughs> Why not? Go look up some get, SCPs, girl. Get crazy and be like, let's talk about it. The problem is is that you have to credit the original authors or creators of these monsters. <sighs> but I want to write about Ikea. Yeah. The Ikea is An definitely a good one. <laughs> All Ikeas are endless. Oh, my God. The first time that I went to Ikea, who did I go with I go with to Ikea? It was nonstop. They were like, oh, look at this. Look at this. And I'm like, I don't want to look at any of that stuff. I love Ikea. I hate Listen, it. Listen, me... We've been there for lunch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the food is good. <laughs> Me and Kendall went, and I was like, this is going to be like a holiday affair. I'm going to have so much fun looking at all this shit. We were only there for an hour and a half. How? I don't know. <laughs> I ended up being there longer, and I was exhausted. Well, they closed the dining room section, which I would have spent oh. a long time in. <laughs> like, let's go eat and then go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aw. Mm. Sad. Mm -hmm. I... I'm just always so confused because like you walk through around the top and you're like, Oh, I love that. I love that. And then you have to go down to the bottom to actually choose the stuff that you want to buy. And bitch, how do you remember anything you were just looking at upstairs? You take a picture. That didn't help anything. Write it down. <laughs> Still didn't help anything. You're not doing Cause you get right. downstairs and there's literally everything. I've been. Uh, <laughs> this table. <laughs> Ikea. I don't know. Um, one of my friends got an Ikea like TV stand and putting that together was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of work. Um, Do you we, know what, how long this took me? An hour? Afternoon. Well, a full afternoon. <laughs> like two hours. This, this We started at 8, and we, I don't think we get done got done until like 11.30. It was almost like four hours that we were what doing fuck? that. Yeah, it was hard. It was a big, hard. It was hard. It was a big TV stand. Also, we took a break to eat, but, <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> yep. Whatever. Um... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a crazy... Should I pause? Yeah, I was going to pause. I have to pee. Okay. Why did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no! Do you want lemon, watermelon, or tangerine? Um, I will take a watermelon. And then what other one do you want? If I don't you have care. another one. <laughs> lemon. All right, you know I like my lemon. Yeah, she's a good queen. I like her a lot, oh. too. Memories. Miss you rest in peace. Memories. All alone in my window. Stop it. We're recording. Yeah. Oh. Pfft. Okay. Dumb. What the fuck do you think? I don't know. I just thought you were just singing. Just sing. Um, no, okay. I was entertaining our guests. Uh, welcome <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> Even though we're... Memories. Uh, 
half of our half of our podcast in. Welcome. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for coming. <laughs> we appreciate you. Chris is going to talk about some stupid things. It's my turn to be spoopy. Um, well, have you ever heard of the case of Kendrick Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to talk about it now because it's uh, feisty. It's infuriating to me. It really is. Oh, shit. You got five pages about this. We're going to get fucking crazy. We're going to get angry. So make sure you've got your white claws ready because we're about to talk, girl. You've got everything. Got everything. Get ready. Ooh. Um, yeah. So we're going to just go ahead and jump right off the bat here. Um, so on January 11th of 2013, the body of 17-year-old Kendrick Johnson was found inside of a vertical rolled-up wrestling mat in a high school in Valdosta, Georgia. His body had been discovered by another fellow student who had climbed up on top of the cluster of mats. Uh, these mats, so the wrestling mats, uh, I used to have them when I was in middle school. Uh, I don't think I ever saw them in high school, but then I never went to the gym Ours were, like, uh, foldable. Like oh, okay. Roll. Ours, but we, they I were think, similar material. I think we had both, but yeah, it's, it's that thick ass like styrofoam that's like what two or two inches thick that you and... can fall on and not hurt yourself. Exactly. Um, they're very large uh, when rolled up. They end up standing six feet tall and three feet wide. Excuse me. Um, so Kendrick was actually found with his arms by his side and a pair of shoes at his knees because he was upside down. Um, and the holes of the mat uh, officially measured. 14 inches while Kendrick's shoulders were measured 19 inches across. Uh, he was upside down for a or for 21 hours uh, and there was dried blood on the wall near where his body was found. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation stated the autopsy concluded that he died of positional asphyxiation. Uh, the sheriff's department ruled his death accidental right off the bat. They were like, yeah, there's no foul play he here. He fell in. Is This is whatever. So they hypothesized that he had climbed up there looking for his shoes and fell in and couldn't get out as three students told investigators that it was common for students to store their shoes behind or under the rolled up mats. The reason behind that was because uh, they wouldn't get stolen. That because they, they didn't they had to pay for lockers. Yeah. What kind of fucked up high school do you go to that you had to pay for lockers? Georgia. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, in my high school, I do remember, well, okay, first of all, we took everything with us i had band lockers so i had a lot of and i was also a drum major so i was like i get to, i got a big locker so i got to put a shit a shit ton of stuff in there but at the same time most of your classes you don't have to take your your textbooks with you to every single class <laughs> yeah. um so for i was on the swim team but the swim team didn't have a locker mm -hmm. area in the locker room because every other sport was so much so much more so important. much better yeah even though we were varsity the freshman football team got a locker room yeah we didn't um so we like what are you to... gonna store your speedo <laughs> and a towel that... bitch yeah exactly a towel big ass fucking thing and they're so... all wet too so why the exactly. fuck why do i want to take that with me all day so I, i'm on your side i'm just making the joke <laughs> yeah we'd have to well prior to my uh that was my feet sorry junior year before i learned to drive or got a ride home with one of the other kids um, we would store them in our book lockers. Yeah. Right in the hallway. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, so lockers, crazy, am I right? Yeah, I always had uh, the band lockers, but I didn't have to worry about that. But I do know that, like, at my high school, the locker, we had lockers on. So my high school was set up as, like, a set of, like, giant U's. So we had, like, the F hallway and the G hallway. So we had the F U and the G U. <laughs> LOL. What is the um, G U? 
we had G's on one side. Yeah, no. What is the G U I'm just. It, that's what it was called. It was literally called. It was the G floor and then the F floor. So like that was the 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 letters that they gave them. I and feel like your high school was one story. No, it was two stories. I just oh told my you. Oh God. And so it was two stories. So it was. So there was like the the main entrance right over here. We got like the arts and arts things over here. So we had. Uh, like the the theater, the main theater right here in the front. Then we had like the black box over here for the the theater to practice. Oh, uh, the, the black box. box. We had the library right up front, which had beautiful windows. Um, and then the band band hall was like way back here in the back. And then the actual school part was just a set of like giant U's that were like two story. Um, when you drive into shirts, you can see Steel High School sitting on a massive hill, um, and it looks like a jail. <laughs> And you straight, felt like it was. Straight, it was. It straight up looked like a jail. Uh, no, I was in band, so we got to just leave whenever we wanted to. Because <laughs> the, the band hall, we got to go in the back, and the back was just like... A parking lot. A parking lot. So we yeah. could just... I mean, you could straight up just leave. Um, but we were good, because all the band kids... Most of the band kids were good, so... We, I also only lived like 0.2 miles from the school. Mm -hmm. I would always leave out the fine arts exits. I love that. At seventh period because i had no eighth period mm -hmm. just go straight home and the guy on the golf cart would just like follow me the whole time I'm like i'm leaving You're like bye <laughs> i'm out uh yeah steel high school was definitely like a prison uh especially because we were ruled by um mr wolfarth that was his name uh he was a, a staunch southern man and he was a very large like uh, muscular man, not like large in any other way. He was very large, muscular man. Uh, he looked like a prison warden, like straight up. That was he was a principal, um, and uh, he had that southern accent that whenever he told you anything, you had to listen to him because it was very important. And uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, but um, that, like, I think we, we talked about this like the other podcast or one of the Ruby podcasts that like we had these like chain link fences on the side. Uh, but yeah, where was I going with this? I don't know. Doesn't matter. We our school was always locked up. Oh, and on top of that, it was built. There was no subdivisions around our at the time. There was no subdivisions around the school. Like if you and there was no restaurants. So if you wanted to leave for lunch, you had to drive like twenty minutes to go somewhere. Oh, we were never allowed to leave for lunch. We were surprisingly. Um, so juniors and seniors were allowed to leave for lunch if they had a car, um, and only that. And so, and like you got a little stamp on, I think you got a little stamp on your um, ID card. Because we had to wear ID cards constantly. If you weren't yeah. your, wearing your ID card, you got fined. You had to pay Fines. money. Yeah. Oh, no, oh and your cell phones, which I'm pretty certain is illegal, uh, they would take your cell phones and charge you money for that too. They did that at my high school. I'm 100% that's Ill illegal. You can't charge someone for their own property. That's stupid. Um, Honestly, if I was a teacher nowadays, I would like be like, "Hey, well, today's learning is going to be on TikTok or something like that." Like, <laughs> I'd find a way to do something stupid. Like, well, they do that. It's called Kadoodle or something. Kazoo. Yeah, get them on their phones because they're they're on their phones regardless. And if you're up there teaching, they're not paying attention to you. So, find a way to make them interactive with yeah, their phone. That I'm so like, can't believe that they used to do that. Yeah. They would be. They would charge you money for your phone. It was. It was I think 15, ours was like twenty five bucks. Fifteen dollars for the first offense, and it only went up from there. Five dollars every single time. And now, uh oh, we got a visitor. On, on social media, like I thought I wanted to do the same thing. But yeah. Because of all the cyberbullying and the trash, I'm like, if I get them focused. Like, well, no. If I were to, because I thought I was going to do Twitter. Um, 
like do a Twitter assi- like do assignment on Twitter since you're on there all the time anyway. Uh-huh. But then I was thinking, well, what happens if they get sucked into the the Twitter sphere? Yeah, then, you know I do. Then I didn't like I didn't want to be responsible. Yeah, for that, so I was like, no, 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 no. Back, back, back up, back or up. Or if they get hacked. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> like never, never mind. Thomas from Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Oh my God, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff. <laughs> um, we love whenever we have visitors on our podcast. Uh, Yes, so lockers, it won't, school in general. The school definitely was like a, a lockdown thing. Uh, we we also like would get in trouble because they took role every single period, but apparently only second period was the most important one. Uh, yeah, because you had to be there for a certain amount of hours for them to get paid. Paid, for you exactly. But if you miss any anything, if you would get reported like immediately. There was like a report through our school district that would let you know that like would call your parents or call whatever was at home, you, the home address, the home phone number, uh, and immediately call them if you missed a period because they, they had to report roll within the first five minutes of every single class. So like there were some times that my mom would get a call and she was like, where were you during this period? And she wasn't like angry. She'd be like, uh, I got a call that you weren't in this class. I'm like, I definitely was. I have like assignments from this class. And she was like, well, because <laughs> typically what would happen is there's either a m- mistake in the, the thing or they, the teacher didn't record it on time. And so it's an automatic call from the district. It's a robotic call. It's like, Chris White was not in this class at yeah. this time. Like, Ours would be like, this is an announcement from Pasadena Independent School <laughs> District. Your child, Spencer Smith, <laughs> was absent from sixth period <laughs> at... 2 p.m. Exactly. <laughs> if this is a mistake, please consider calling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had. Uh, Did you ever skip school? No, I, I skipped didn't. a period once. Once. Yeah. Ooh, look at you. You know where I I I didn't leave the campus. Did you hide in the band hall? Or you didn't play band. I hid in the theater. Theater. Yeah. <laughs> On the catwalk. I so there were I mean there was a couple times because I was such a good kid, um, like a good student. I wouldn't say good kid. Uh, I was a good student that I was. All A's in all my classes. Like, that's not a problem. There were multiple times that I would go about in the hallways and, like, go and get my friends out of class and we'd just walk around the hallways and talk. But, like, I still got good grades. Not something that I'm familiar with. Oh, well, see, what happens is when you're a really good kid and, like, everyone knows your name. <laughs> Do you assume to say that I wasn't? <laughs> you there the was 4,000 kids in my school. Oh, see, mine was, well, I was almost 2,000 at that point. Um... So, they were like, what are you doing? No, I, was, I was the drum major. So everyone still knew me because we were, a, we were at the time, Steel had not won any um, uh, awards <laughs> besides Ban. Ban had pretty much like taken the awards. Uh, I think the theater department also won some awards as well. Uh, but like the football team, basketball team, like nothing. <laughs> Bunch of white kids. <laughs> yeah, n- nothing. Uh, I think the women's basketball team did really well my senior year, if I remember correctly. Uh, and I think one of the a couple of the players went on to play in the WNBA. Besides the point, um, so people would know me walking around the hallways to be like, "Chris, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just going back to class." And they'd be like, I "Oh, I believe you." Like in attendance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, I'm helping out. I would literally just like, oh, I'm helping out like this this teacher's aide because there was apparently a class as well for people who weren't in band uh, that was like an elective that you could take that was like. Uh, a teacher's aide or like a, a, a administrative no, aide. I was a teacher's aide oh, for the you? counselor's office. <laughs> LOL. So you could work for the because we had like five different like guidance counselors, which n- none of them ever did anything. 
Well, yeah, I would also agree. Except this one lady who was like hardcore. What was her name? Something with an M. Anyway, she got, I was a uh, counselor's aide for my senior year. She uh, had her baby two months into the fall semester, oh, and then I just never saw her again. Bye. Because like, she took, what, And like I was her personal she, aide. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'm just here to... Well, she was also... On. I think she had to do bed rest or something, so that she was, like, out before. Oh, gotcha. And then she had her her two her, to three months with uh, the child afterwards. Leave. I think, so being as a teacher, I think you get, like, a decent time, not compared to other industrialized... Or West, westernized countries. Um, but... Uh, yeah, well, you can say industrialized. Indu- everyone else. <laughs> well, we're not really. <laughs> we're not great. This crazy um, faux third world, third world country. Yeah, exactly. We are not doing great. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, well, we've gotten very far large, apart from large here. Why don't you talk about your lockers. We're more. talking about lockers. Um, so they didn't have lockers. They had to pay for lockers if they wanted. So the students would put shoes by the the wrestling mats. Um, well, Kendrick was not wearing his shoes when he was found, but the shoes were by his knees. So, as someone will say later, that he was trying to reach for his shoes, but he was found with his hands by his side and the shoes were above him. I thought you said they were at his... At his oh, yeah. Above no, him. He's upside down. he was trying to throw He's them upside up. down. No. You're in a wrestling mat that is... So, the wrestling mat measured 14 inches wide. Yeah. His shoulders were 19 inches wide. So, him getting in there to begin with was already a mystery. Uh... He also didn't go because. Oh well, then they just shoved them in here there so, after him. So there was his hands were not by his side, and supposedly people are saying that it was or the as they say it was accidental because he was trying to get in there to get his shoes that were at the bottom. So if he was trying to get his shoes, his hands would be in front of him, not at his side, and his shoes were above him. above him at his knees because his face down. So what? Um, yeah. So we're gonna continue. Uh, another student who showed oh, that um, the statement from the sheriff's department was we never had any credible evidence that indicated that this was anything other than than an accident. Which how? Mm. Uh, Johnson's family questioned the results though and hired their own independent autopsy to be conducted by William R. Anderson with the forensic dimensions with forensic dimensions in Heathrow, Florida on June fifteenth. So they had buried him and then exhumed his body because this hap- happened in January. And so they exhumed his body for the first time. Um, Anderson claimed that there was indications of blunt, floor, blunt force trauma to the right of the neck uh, and then also soft tissue damage. He also su- suggested that the death was not accidental. So after this opinion was released, Johnson's family said that they believed that he had been murdered. Also, I have this in a different area, but I'm going to go ahead and say it now um, because it makes more sense. Uh, during this autopsy, he, when he cut him open again... Uh, he was filled with newspaper. So there were organs missing from him, and they were just gone. They weren't there. So they, he was filled with newspaper instead. Uh, Which organs does it say? It doesn't say, no. I, unfortunately, I didn't find what organs he was missing. But there were organs missing. Well, because some organs die quicker than others. Yeah. But so he probably... Well, we we can speculate. But also, if you later. go to the to the to the funer- to the uh, the funeral home, you get pumped full of formaldehyde. Like, yes, but I it's is my understanding that the heart can the heart will stop before other organs shut down. Yeah. So if he had had a panic attack and had a heart attack, 
Yeah, but uh, why? I don't know. Okay, we're going to keep going. Um, so he suggested it was not accidental. After his opinion was released, the Johnson family stated they believed that he had been murdered. Uh, the family attempted to hire Benjamin Crump, uh, who is a high-profile civil rights attorney who has led in such cases such as Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, the poisoning of the children in Flint, Michigan, and even more recently representing the families of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd. Uh, unfortunately, his application to practice law in Georgia was never ruled on, and his application to practice there was withdrawn, so he is no longer associated with the case. Uh, the Johnson family then filed a legal action to open the coroner's inquiry into his death. The judge in the case delayed the inquiry pending on the U... What happened? Can you please say inquiry? In What did I say? Inquiry. Inquiry. That's how you say it. It's an inquiry. Inquiry. Um, that is very Southern of you. Of everything is Southern said. of me, Okay. <laughs> I was raised in San Antonio, outside of San Antonio, Texas. Outside of As, San Antonio, I was raised in shirts, Texas. Shirt, blouses, Texas. Oh, my Lord. Um, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Uh, I just saw that. I saw you. I spilled all over my pants. Trash. Shorts. Short shorts. Jorts. Jorts. Because you're so Southern. So Southern. Jorts. Um, no, jorts. They're made of jean. Oh, my God. I wish. I need a good good pair of Jordan. I actually do. They're Daisy Dukes. Day, I need some Daisy Dukes. I actually have a pair from whenever I did a Halloween costume back in 2017 when I was super skinny and living this body. Um, Ooh, you? Yeah. I cut off some old jeans that were skinny jeans and cut them off real short, and they were joy. <laughs> do you cute. remember uh, jeans with a bit of, like, spandex or rayon in them? Yeah. I don't buy those anymore, but I remember those. I I have a, a couple pair of like jeans that I bought back in 2015 because I don't wear jeans. I don't wear pants. I don't wear pants. I don't wear nope. pants in Texas because it gets cold In enough, the winter, maybe. It gets cold enough to wear pants like what? One month out of the fucking year and every other time like I can survive with shorts on. Like, I'm Me not as that a 13-year-old, I was like jeans every day and now I'm like... <clears throat> Oh my god! I used to be the opposite, actually. I used to like during the actual cold days, I would wear shorts all the fucking time. My friends were like, "Chris, how are you so cold?" Or "How are you not cold?" I'm like, "Well, my leg hair is keeping me warm." It was not true. I was cold the entire time, but I was like, "Yeah, I'm not cold." Uh, but now I, I wear pants when I actually need to, and I'm like, "Well, well, <laughs> I don't need these. I don't need the fucking pants." Um, yeah. Anyways, so. The Johnson fa family filed a legal action to open the coroner's inquiry uh, into his death. Uh, the judge in the case filed the inquiry uh, pen pending the U.S. Uh, District Attorney's review of the case. This led to demonstrations because there was a delay. Um, oh, I said that. Uh, led to demonstrations from the Johnson family and the NAACP on the steps of the Capitol building demanding for the governor to authorize the inquiry instead. Uh they said in several sources that they, they were like, the, the state capitol building in Atlanta. I'm like, the state capitol of Georgia is not Atlanta. So... <laughs> Anyways, scrolling on. Uh, I didn't say a city on purpose because I was like, I'm just going to say state capitol because a lot of things said state capitol, but everything said Atlanta. Um, so the governor's office released a statement that says they would wait for the district attorney to make a decision. Uh, well, then, it, I, as I said earlier, because I, I moved this further down, uh, an independent autopsy had been found that his body had been uh, recovered. Uh, what? That after his body had been recovered from the wrestling mat, it had been processed by a funeral home and Kendrick's body had been stuffed with newspaper. 
The funeral home stated that they had never received his organ from the initial coroner, who said Johnson's internal organs were, quote, destroyed through natural process, end quote, and, quote, discarded by the prosecutor before the body was sent to sent back to Valdosta, end quote, uh, according to the funeral home owner. So the funeral home owner was like, we didn't ever get those. Don't blame us for that shit. Um, so this left a void in his body, which was filled with newspaper, which they said was a standard fashion, uh, and that the, that cotton and sawdust can also be used in a similar fashion. Uh, Johnson family filed a complaint against the hum- funeral home director. Subsequent subsequent investigation found that the funeral home did not follow the best practice, and they could have used better materials more acceptable than newspaper. Either way, they were cleared of any wrongdoing. Uh, the Johnson family filed a subsequent civil suit against the funeral home for monetary damages. Uh, the Johnson family requested that the Kendrick's body, or I'm sorry, that Kendrick's body uh, be exhumed for the second time, which was later granted by Valdosta city officials. Uh, his body was exhumed the second time on June 22nd of 2018. So that's something that we will see later. Uh, so this was much later. So in 2000, uh, November of 2013, so going back five years, uh, sur- ni- I'm sorry, 290 hours of surveillance footage from 35 cameras around the school and the gym were released to CNN following a court order request. Uh, a forensic analysis enlisted by CNN found the tapes from two cameras are missing an hour and five minutes of footage, while another set was missing two hours and 10 minutes of footage. The videos inside the gym just glitch, during the point when Kendrick could have fallen into the gym mats. Mm. Some of the apparent lapses in coverage, excuse me, were found to result from camera systems that were not synchronized with another. Timestamps between some separate camera systems differed as much as 20 minutes for the same period, giving the impression of a gap for portions of the footage where no gap existed. So these cameras were not on the same timestamp. And so it was like, oh, there might've been a gap. But there wasn't really, supposedly. Um, Other missing footage was the result of the camera's motion-activated function not being triggered. But, bitch, if there's motion motion happening, the camera would turn on. I don't know. The camera system... uh, Oh, the camera system... And at that time, too, a lot of these... My school in particular... Well, we went to school a little bit earlier than this, but most of rooms and things had light switches that were motion motion activated yes exactly yes so it's going to be light in there if there's people there yeah and if people are moving around the lights have lights on and if you don't then the cameras aren't working like (laughs) i don't understand um but also when he supposedly got stuck in this mat it was around like one o'clock in the afternoon was what the coroners or what 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 the reports say but there are multiple footages of people who were in the gym after this. So it's like, okay, so you saw people in the gym before that cuts off and saw people in the gym after that. Mm-hmm. So very likely. Yeah. I don't know. It, that irritates me. Uh, so, uh, uh, the camera systems were motion activated using a change in light pixels to turn recordings on and off. Uh, the area where Johnson's body was discovered, where the gym mats were stored, was outside the range of all of the cameras inside of the gym, supposedly. Uh, attorneys for the Johnson family expressed fears that the camera footage was edited as part of a cover-up. However, analysis of the camera systems by the Valdosta Daily Times seemed to explain the anomalies, 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 
anomalies casting doubt on the theory of a cover-up. The family of Kendrick Johnson filed a wrongful death suit against the Loundas County Board of Education, its superintendent, and the high school principal. The alleged, uh, I'm sorry, this alleged that Johnson was violently assaulted, severely injured, suffered great physical pain and mental anguish, and subjected to insult and loss of life uh, on January 10th of 2013, which is when he was stuck in the, the wrestling match. While the lawsuit did not name the person or persons alleged involved in the January 10th event, nor identify the race of alleged perpetrators, it implied a race-based dimension to the hypothetical assault. The assault alleged that the defendants were negligent and violated Johnson's constitutional right to equal protection based on race. It alleged that the defendants ignored reports that previously Johnson had been repeatedly attacked and harassed by white by a white student or students. Uh, it alleged that Johnson was attacked on a bus trip 14 months prior to his death by two suspects that I will mention later. Uh, the lawsuit further alleged that another student had a had a history of provoking and attacking Johnson at school, stating that the provocations took place in the presence of the coaching staff and employees of the school after his mother complained about previous attacks. So I do have to state about this because I was bullied in seventh grade in gym. Yep. In front Same. of the fucking coaches. Same. So this I was shit, bullied by the fucking coach. Exactly. Like I was made fun of because I didn't want to be the sh on the, we, we did back in the day, we did the shirts versus skins team and I, I was supposed to take off my shirt and I didn't want to take off my shirt. So I got bullied for that. Like, mm -hmm. so I was, so we played basketball one time and I was playing with the coach for some reason mm -hmm. in, um, it was either seventh or eighth, uh, probably seventh grade. And the coach was playing with us for some reason he fully knocked me over onto the ground. Yeah. And was like, oh, sorry, you got to be paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a foul. Get up. Like, well, yeah. it was, it, I mean, we we're just shooting baskets or whatever, That's but still fuck stupid. off, buddy. But also, if you push someone over while playing, just like, just shoots. Like, it, don't push people over, period, but just playing, like, shooting back and forth. Why the fuck do you push me the fuck over? You're, I'm also a, a seventh grade kid who's, what, 13 and you're a 30 year old 40 man? 40 some 40, old yeah, man. Exactly. Don't be fucking stupid. I don't know. But also, apparently. No, that was sixth grade because we were in the old building. So you're a tiny human. Regardless, all of you, well, I don't know, they're, being a substitute teacher, there were some kids, because I taught third through sixth grade, it was like my range, and uh, there were some kids that were taller than me. LOL. I'm going to say that, but... Well, you're 5'6". Six. 5'8", five bitch. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyway. I forgot about that until just now, and I'm so angry. By what? That, that fucking stupid gym oh, yeah. teacher. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of instances where I look back and people, like, vocally, verbally made fun of me, like, while we're sitting, because uh, I can remember a specific instance that I was sitting next to one of my good friends, and he was actually really nice about this, because uh, he was one of my friends from band, and he was an eighth grader, and I was a seventh grader, and boy, did I have a crush on him, because he was actually a nice person. Um, <laughs> I thought he was making fun of me. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> no, just clear just my virus. <laughs> um that uh, the coach literally made fun of me because, or not the coach, someone else made fun of me vocally because they were like choosing, the coach was like saying, oh, these people are, need to be on this team or blah, blah, blah. And someone like literally made fun of me for like not being good and like for being gay. And the coach just like didn't say anything. And one of my friends was like, 
it's fine. Like <laughs> the friend that was sitting next to me, and that's why I had a crush on him because he was a nice person. Um, but besides the point. Um, so this yeah. shit happens on all levels. Like bullying can really happen. And if you are a teacher or an educator and you see this shit happening, you need to fucking do something about this. And if you don't, you're disgusting. Exactly. And you don't deserve the job you've had. Exactly. And you need to reconsider all of your life choices. Because if you see the, especially, well, I don't know. Some people grow up and never have to face bullying, but bullying. It's true. It takes a lifetime to get over shit like that. Like it takes a long time. So this shit is deep-seated yeah. and rough. So, I mean, you can't just be made fun of for this shit and just watch. Because we see everything. The people who are being bullied, we see everything. So we see when these teachers are not responding to this shit. So yep. we're going to remember you. Here we are 10 years later after the – more than that, after the shit has happened to us. And we still remember those teachers' faces when they didn't do anything. Like, yep. it's, it's – it's, beyond my mind. So, I mean, there's been so many, there were already so many like red flags in this story before we even get to the investigation, the deeper investigation into any of this stuff. And it makes me so furious because like, okay, this mom has been telling the, the school as we'll find out later that there are people who are bullying her son who he has, cause I never told my mom that I was being bullied, but she just knew, but this kid is telling his mom that he's being bullied and who he's being bullied by yeah. And she's reporting it to the school. I wish I could have done that. Yeah. But I wasn't. I was not brave to enough to do it. Exactly. Either. And I was being bullied for being gay. And I didn't come out until two and a half years after I left high school. So I don't know. I, I wish think... I would have said something about it. I wish I would have done something sooner. I told my mom that I had been bullied for <laughs> my entire school time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 17. After I was about to graduate in like three or four months. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I've been bullied my whole school career. And she was so sad. Uh, I told my mom about it, I think like a year or two ago. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And then I told I her like so all sad. the people that I would tell her. Exactly. Oh no, sorry. I didn't, didn't mean to upset you. But yes, I was uh, told about a lot of these, or I told my mom about these things. And she was very um, hurt by me not telling her sooner and like there's there's things that like you can't i mean when you're being bullied and as you know you don't it's not something you necessarily want to talk about and like you told because me i wasn't ready to tell her about that either exactly exactly there's a lot of things that go into it and like you told me about your story with like your dog and how he was the first person you came out with and i'm not trying to make you cry i'm sorry but i'm trying to uh, no, I'm trying to, to tell a full story um, because there are, like, as someone who is bullied, you only have certain people that you go to about these things. And immediately, as someone, especially who's someone who's gay, you're, you, you don't know who you can talk to. That's the yes, thing. Yes, there's, there's always somebody you can there's talk to. There's always someone. Somebody but, will really help you. Exactly. But you don't, at you the don't time, know you to, don't know. Who to ask. Exactly. There's always somebody there, and maybe you take a second look. Exactly. Exactly. As, as, as someone who has come out of that, as two people who have come out of that now, we can talk about it, like, as an afterthought, um, as, as saying that you need... Much easier said than done. Exactly. Much easier said than done. And that's why, why I always tell people that, like, you don't get to tell someone else someone else's coming out story because there's so much more to it than what meets the eye. Because, like, I always knew my mom and dad were accepting from the day that my parents found porn on our computer. And they were like, and that was in seventh seventh or eighth grade. And they asked me, like, are you gay? And I was like, no. 
no, I'm not. And then I went on for what seven more years out of that before I finally came out of them. Like, and like I knew my parents were always going to be accepting regardless, but there was still that point of like, what's happening? But this is yes, not necessarily about that. About I'm talking about bullying. Bullying is definitely like a major major thing. For... And so the fact that Kendrick came and told his mom like these are the kids that are bullying me, that's a major step. Um, so for the ones provoking, I think it's that provoking. Yeah, okay. Uh, the suit also alleged that school officials failed to properly monitor the activities of students throughout all areas of the campus and to maintain a properly functioned video surveillance system, which is in 2013. I'm pretty certain we recorded all the time. Yeah. Uh, so that was in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. So we were recorded as fuck. Um, so if, this, if you didn't have a properly functioning surveillance system in your high school, that's a problem. In thir- to 2013. So then in August 2014, a $5 million lawsuit against Ebony Magazine was followed after the magazine published a series of articles naming two possible students, oh, I'm sorry, two students as possible sus- suspects as in Kendrick's death. Uh, so they named, I wrote this further down, Brian and Brandon Bell uh, as students who were, two white students that were suspects in their death. Um so the magazines use pseudonyms, but otherwise accurate in descriptions of the boys, including the fact that their father was an FBI agent. So their father's name is Rick Bell. Um, the article used a source as anonymous, uh, I'm sorry, used a source uh, as an anonymous email from the sheriff's office. The parents in their lawsuit assert that their sons were not involved in the death and not considered suspects and have been harassed as a result of the publication. So then in January, 2015, Kendrick, oh, and on top of that, they were, they had scholarships to go to universities and they got those revoked because of this publication. So, I'm going to say good job, but. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say that we know that they we were don't, bullies. Yeah, we don't but, know. But if did. there's a witness. <laughs> we, we, Kendrick was a witness. So, I'm sorry, I'll go continue. So, in January 2015, Kendrick Johnson's family filed a $100 million lawsuit in the Superior Court of DeKalb County against 38 individuals. Uh, respondents include three of Johnson's classmates. Two or three respondents are unnamed. Uh, a local, state, and federal, uh, I'm sorry, local, state, and federal officials, the school intendant of Loungers County, the Valdosta Loungers Crime Lab, the police chief of Valdosta, many sheriff deputies, the city of Valdosta, the state medical examiner, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, and its five agents, and one FBI agent. <laughs> the law... Lo- oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, one FBI agent. Yeah. And I hope sincerely that those people that were... May- I mean, obviously all of them, but specifically the students that mm. were involved in it lost sleep over that. Yeah. How- you deserve not to be able to have a moment of peace after that exactly uh so the lawsuit alleged that the fbi agent ordered two uh, ordered his two sons and a classmate to attack johnson uh so these two people were brian and brandon bell as i mentioned earlier and rick bell as their dad who is an fbi agent um kendrick's mom had complained several times to the school and to the school board about the two boys bullying her son uh, interviews of the two boys later claimed that they were best of friends with Kendrick. You disgusting. Shut the fuck exactly. up with your snake tongue. Oh, yeah. 
Kendrick Johnson's family alleged that his time, I'm sorry, his tongue, LOL, that his death was a murder and a, uh, I'm sorry, Kendrick Johnson's family alleged that his death was a murder and accused the respondents of conspiracy to cover up the homicide. Jim Elliott of the Loundress County Attorney stated that the allegations were unfounded and baseless and that any response would be made in court. All local superior judges recuse themselves from presiding over the case, preventing the lawsuit from being filed and heard in Landers County, which hmm. I didn't yeah. say More that's rec- a good recusing. thing. Recusing. But the reason why they recuse themselves, which is a good thing because this, we did not see this in like the Ahmaud Arbery case, that we they saw, waited. Yes. They yes. waited until they got national attention about this. Uh, the judge's reason was because they were in close proximity to those that were accused. So they knew they knew the people that were being accused. Mm-hmm. So that at least these judges in this case were like, yeah, I can't do this because I know these people move it further. So then for that reason, Chief Judge Harry J. Altman stated that it was inappropriate for these judges to preside over the case. Shortly before the lawsuit was filed, the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, Michael J. Moore, said in a statement that a federal investigation was still open and that the investigation has proven more complicated complicated, and taken longer than originally anticipated. The U.S. Attorney, the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, Michael J. Moore, has since resigned. So after that, he was like, yeah, this is a crazy case. I'm leaving. Uh, then after Michael J. Moore resigned, the case was transferred to the Northern District of Ohio, for some reason, under the leadership of Stephen De- Dettelback. Shortly after receiving his case, he resigned as well. So for some reason, it was tra- transferred from the area of Georgia that they were in to Ohio to deal with. And that guy was like, I'm not dealing with this either, and left. Like, despite these res- resignations, the Department of Justice investigation continued. According to the Department of Justice, Michael's, uh, uh, according to the Department of Justice spokesman, Michael Tobin. Um, in November of 2015, the Department of Justice filed a motion in the civil case to intervene and stay the case. The U.S. Attorney said allowing evidence uh, discovery in the civil suit to continue would have a chilling effect on the federal investigation, which had expanded into investigating possible obstruction and grand jury witness tampering. So basically they were like, okay, this case has grown beyond just the person who was murdered, and now we're seeing the effects of possible people who are going in and destroying evidence, creating an obstruction, and messing with the jury. Like, this is a massive case. So after the Department of Justice's motion was denied, Jackie and Kenneth Johnson dismissed their own wrongful death lawsuit, saying that they hoped to refile it after the conclusion of the Department of Justice in Justice's investigation. Jackie and Kenneth Johnson, his parents, uh, were subsequently sued for more than $850,000 in attorney fees and $1 million in defamation damages. So after the Department of Justice was like, there's a lot of shit going on, we need to look further into into this, and they were denied, they ended up getting sued for almost $2 million. The parents did. Mm -hmm. Uh, So on June 20th of 2016, the United States Department of Justice announced that they would not be filing any criminal criminal charges against the Johnson's death, stating after extensive investigation into this tragic death, federal investigators determined that there is insufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone or some group of people willfully violated Kendrick Johnson's civil rights or committed any other persecutable federal crimes. So, go ahead. 
Nope, not yet. Uh, so on August 10th of 2017, Georgia Judge Richard Porter ruled that the Johnson family and their attorney must pay more than $292,000 in legal fees to the dozens of people they accused of foul play in a lawsuit that they had previously dropped. Those poor people. Yes. So we get to the end here. Uh, after I have put all of the facts on the table, I still have like another page <laughs> of my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have to ask the question, what do you think happened? I definitely think that he was murdered. Point blank period. <laughs> There's significant evidence of bullying in his past. Mm-hmm. How in the hell would he decide to crawl into a thing and get stuck? But also, if he was crawling to read something... Uh, I'll say this later. Continue. Sorry. No, because evidently he, there's nothing down there for him him to get. His shoes are above him. So there were there was one shoe supposedly underneath that, but that was not his shoe. Also, I just looked at the pictures of these things. Mm-hmm. If he was in any sort of a, a coherent status, he could have wiggled himself at least to fall. Mm-hmm. Push the things over. And not be completely upside mm-hmm. down for hours upon hours and upon weeks. And his feet were sticking out of the top. So, so they were ignored. He was found at 1 o'clock, and he was ignored. Exactly. Or not found. He got in there at 1 o'clock, and there were gym classes after that where you could easily see feet sticking out of the top. Yeah. What day of the week was this? I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, we could probably look it up. The, it was uh, January 10th of 2013. If you go back on the Google calendar, I'm sure it'll pop up. I don't know how to get back there easily. Oh, I can't. Oh, fast, fast, fast. Going, 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 going. 2013, January. Uh, it was a Sunday. Sunday? January 10th. Oh, Thursday. Thursday. Okay, so they found him on, they officially found him on a Friday then. Because he got in there on January 10th and they, he was found on January 11th. Also, his mom was at the school on, I found this through a YouTube video. Yes, yeah, she uh, came up to the school looking for What was her name? Jackie Flores or something like that. Uh, that's a, a queen who does makeup things and also um talks about this she went pretty in depth i enjoyed watching her video. i remember that that she she was worried when he didn't come home from school that day because so he was at a ga- he was at a game on on january 10th because uh, i assume is some football thing because he wanted to be a football person and normally at my school junior varsity games were on thursday and then varsity games were on friday yeah. um so i assume he was at a game as as they said and she he didn't come home so she was just Fingers crossed that he was, like, not in trouble. Uh, and, like, she was searching for him until midnight. And then she was like, okay, well, police are not helping me. Because she called the police, and the police are like, nothing wrong. Like, well, that's the, the same thing of, they haven't been missing for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. They probably ran away. Exactly. But those 24 hours are pivotal. And I don't understand that whole thing, like, my child hasn't returned in 24 hours. Like, oh, that doesn't matter. Like, that irritates a fucking because i think it's like 48 hours actually it's 48 hours yes also i didn't mention this but jackie flores mentioned this on her uh youtube thing um she also said that the coroner in the state of georgia is supposed to be immediately called when you find a dead body they didn't get called for six hours after he was found so that's also an irritating thing uh but so what i think that happened i absolutely 100% 100% without a doubt think that there was foul play involved and I yes. 100% believe that it was racially motivated. Yes. Um, I cannot speak for those who were involved. 
or if someone's parents told their children to actually attack him. But I do think that he was attacked and that the Georgia state uh, bureaucracy in general uh, was so entrenched with stupidity, negligence, and racism uh, that it was just covered up, just simply covered up. Uh, I think that his organs showed evidence of further trauma that Mm -hmm. he was bullied and beaten up. And that's why they were removed and destroyed and happened to be destroyed. Um, I don't think that the funeral home played any role in this. Unfortunately, I think they were sued wrongfully, sadly. Um, I think they were just doing the best they could with receiving a body that had no organs inside of it. Uh, It doesn't say what organs. So I don't know. Uh, I think that it was the coroners that worked on this case that caused this 100%. Yes. Um, I also think because well, I'm sure high-powered people can. He's an FBI agent. He can easily be, easily be like, "I work for the fucking FBI. Those organs need to be destroyed, or something like that." He could walk in there and pay them money, or even to show his fucking badge and say, "I work for the government. This is mm-hmm. what needs to happen," and people are just gonna believe it. It doesn't matter where you are. Yep. And, I mean. He could be. He could have been unconscious when they had shoved him in that fucking mat, and he could have not woken up until later when people were not available to mm-hmm. hear him cry. Yep. Uh, people should have been able to see his feet. I mean, perhaps they didn't. I think uh, he was unconscious. Yeah, I, I, I imagine. Because when you hang upside down for one hour, you go unconscious or not even that between 30 minutes and 30 an hour minutes. you go go unconscious well when i was 17 i would have fits of fainting because mm-hmm. i have my uh sometimes my if i stand up too fast my brain my doesn't tell my that, heart yeah. to he faints, pump fast enough faints quickly yeah so i did a table test where they spit they flip you upside down for a half hour and then they flip you back up to see if you pass out how quickly you pass out and i passed out in a minute under a minute yeah yeah. So, I mean, he was upside down for 21 hours. So there's no way that he just, like, came to at some point. So especially if he had already been beaten unconscious he or attacked unconscious, there was no way that he was just going to, like, come to. Because I saw things that were like, why didn't he wiggle himself out? And I'm like, or wiggle down to knock over the mat. Because if you're up at the top, you can wiggle yourself down a little bit, you know. If but you're unconscious, who, if you're you unconscious, can't. You're not fucking moving. And then when you do come to, you're pretty much fucked yeah exactly you're already in if you come to after still being hung upside, upside down, down you're not coming hours. to you're not like i don't know that he did uh so i don't know um what else the oh uh, i also think the cameras were also edited 100 oh, uh despite the claims of them not being uh synced or being motion motion activated i think that someone went in there Someone who had access to get these things, like an FBI agent, could get in there, show the school, say, I'm an FBI agent, we need to take these. Or say, like, oh, I'm on this case. He could have easily lied his way around that just by showing his fucking badge and saying, 100%. like, I'm I'm here with FBI deals, like, on this case. I will handle this. Take the case and then uh, edit the videos as, he's, as he needs. Um, I also think that this just kept getting shuffled around the state, hoping that things would just disappear and go away. I found this eerily similar to today, this this year's standards by Ahmad Arbery case, where that case just happened to have an incrim- incriminating video of the event happening. So 
it, even with that, we still had the bureaucratic incompetency and entrenched racism that caused months of delay in that case until national news took it in, what, March and April at the beginning of coronavirus? Because mm-hmm. he died in January, once again, like, uh, like Kendrick Johnson. And it was just shoveled around the state of Georgia, same state, until things were like, well, maybe we need to look at this because everyone started fucking riot about it. So why did it take that much to get to a point of actually taking someone and getting justice for someone? So I'm not certain if further investigation is continuing or not. Uh, I have seen a lot of things about Kendrick Johnson. That's why I researched him, because I had never heard about Kendrick Johnson. Oh, I remember this. I, d- I actually don't, uh, unfortunately. Um, I remember it only in the very uh, beginning hours of it, where it was just like, how did this kid crawl into this thing and die? Exactly. They were like, yeah. was he studying up there on top of these mats? And then he just lost his shoe, fell in, and died? Well, that's the whole thing, is that his... His media coverage was uh, very negative towards... Kendrick, and yes. not towards anyone else. Exactly. But that's the racism in fucking America that the GOP on their fucking national news, like, we're not racist. You're fucking racist. Look at this right now. You Do, do you not see these things? Like, your coverage of this shit is fucking racist. Like, ugh, I cannot handle the idea of, like, no racism in this fucking country. Like, mm, don't even lie to me. Um, because just because he was out there, they were like, well, he's maybe a bad guy. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? I I, I can't. Um, I sincerely hope that Brian Bell and who was the other one? Brian and Brandon Bell and Rick Bell, his dad. I hope that ni- they can't sleep at night for the rest I of their lives. So. I literally, so I would not have to. As I said earlier, uh, I we 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 don't have any evidence that they were any official evidence that they were. Technically, there's highly likely exactly they uh, were being bu- they were bullying. So what I really think that like oh, oh, oh so I said I'm not certain if there's further investigation is continuing since his body was exhumed in 2018 after they already ruled and closed the case in 2017. Uh, but I have not seen any further details about what's happening with him or his body. Um, but I don't know. I think Disgusting. so. What I overall think that happened is I think that Brandon they beat and the fuck Bra- out of him. I think they beat him up. And I think they to, up, to the point where he was unconscious, he, and then they, they knock said, him Wouldn't it be funny if we shove him in this hole? No, I don't think it, I don't necessarily think that it was funny, but it was definitely like a question, like, "Well, we knock him unconscious. What do we do? Like, he's not responding to what we're doing." And I think it was a state of like panic, and that they took him. And oh, put I don't him, think so. I don't think they cared for a second. I don't I think, think they thought we leave him here and he comes too. He maybe he'll go tell somebody. We we're not going to get in trouble for it. Yeah. I don't think that they cared. I'm saying that they probably panicked and said, like... I don't even think they panicked. I think I that know. they thought fully that, you know, it, it'd be a, a really way to just stick it to him if we just but shoved him in there and he they, was stuck. I don't think they shoved him in there. I think that they unrolled a mat and rolled him up. Because, as we mentioned earlier, the mat width, like, the diameter of, like, the actual hole is only 14 inches, and his shoulders were 19 inches. So he either had to been, like, really stuffed in there or... He was. I think he was rolled up in there. Even still, it could be their version of a, a disgusting, psychotic prank. Yes, and that's why I think that they planted the shoe. They planted one shoe underneath there, threw his shoes into the hole, and that there was one shoe outside of it. Oh, also, the blood that was on the wall was not his. It, I, I mentioned that earlier. If anyone who's like questioning about that, the wall on the blood on the wall ended up being a cheerleader from earlier 
earlier in the day with practice that she had actually like busted her face or busted something open with a flag. I don't know why she had a flag. So I, that made me think that they were doing color guard instead. Yeah. Um, but regardless, they, she, it was her blood, not his blood. So, um, but the blood and the vomit at the bottom of the thing was his. Yeah. So that sounds like he was beat and his body was like, expel all the things. And there was blood. Why the fuck would it be blood if he was upside down and not actually injured and just fell in there? Like, because of the fucking blunt force traumas to his body. Thank you. I think this is 100% a cover-up. I think it was 100% foul play going on. And I just, it makes me look at this shit over and over and over again and say, how do you look at this case as a judge, as a prosecutor, as a defendant, how do, all these, as a coroner, how do you look at these things and say, nah, nothing happened? Because you're racist. Thank you. You're literally a fucking racist. That's the only point. You're a racist. You are here to say nothing happened. White people aren't bad. That's it. Go fuck yourself. Period. A 17-year-old, uh, what are they, football players? Star football he players. Or not even a, stars. It didn't even say that he was a football player, but he wanted to do football in college. So I assumed that it was a football thing. No, I'm talking about the people that killed him. Oh, well, Alle- I don't know. I allegedly. Don't know. Allegedly. Yeah, I don't know. They were probably viewed as some sort of uh, upstanding students. citizens, exactly. How could they have murdered somebody? That's impossible. They couldn't have, could not have possibly fathomed doing something like that. But they ran home to daddy immediately after they hurt someone and was like, Daddy, how can you help me? He's an FBI agent. He can literally do everything because he can just walk in, like I said, and just show his badge, and people in a fucking small town will just say, Well, listen, here we are. Yeah, no matter what. Exactly. Disgusting. Yes. So I think it's so apparently his case has there's a large petition as of June and June uh, of this year that they would like to have his case reopened. And I am all for that. 100 percent. I would like this to all be reopened, looked at again. I would like everything to be handled by an actual federal investigator, not just the Georgia investigator. Because as we saw with Ahmaud Arbery, Georgia's that went a fucked nowhere. up place. Uh, just a fucking massive shithole because everyone was somehow related to the people who were being charged in the Georgia case, even all the way up to the state level. So get them out, take them somewhere else. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, Told you there's going to be a lot. Woo! You thought it was going to be hurricanes. <laughs> Instead, we just get to be angry about racism in America because it's very prominent and very real. Fake, like what I did. I know. Not talking about like real life cases. Well, at least this case was like back a little bit, but still very real. I remember this so vividly. Now. Yeah. And you, there was a point there where I was feeling some feelings and. Feeling some feelings. Ready to do that. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming. That wasn't even related to this, really. Uh, <laughs> it no. was in a way, but <laughs> very slightly. But yes, I made it about me <laughs> as quickly as I could. <laughs> Um, wow, we're almost two hours in, so why don't we, uh... We gotta talk about our sister podcast. Well, yeah, of course. The Let's Talk About... Let's Talk About Gay Stuff! Gay Stuff Stuff Podcast! Let's Talk About... Well, no. Let me just tell you really quick, okay? Mm -hmm. I love Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Please tell me why. They're so amazing. Yeah. Um, they are... Wait, you do the recording for them. I do. (laughs) I do. Um, I get a shout out every episode. Every single episode. Look at you. Because I press a button. 
Remember the days that you used to sit in the chair and listen to them the entire time? Two hours. <laughs> Two hours I would sit there. And now you just push the button and you're like, I'm going to play video games. I was like, twiddle thumbs, what do I do? <laughs> hey, whenever I'm over here and I'm sitting in uh, Thomas's chair over there, I'll listen to them and I'm like, like I'm their audience of like <laughs> being, <laughs> being funny. Because let me tell you. This they, is clapping. You can't clap. And if you say anything, Kendall would like, <laughs> the fuck you want <laughs> but also Rage. uh they talk the reason why i laugh is because they talk about all of yesterday's gay history today yes. um and it is always so funny the three of them have great chemistry together uh they always make sure that they teach all of the youngsters about all of the things about gay history so if you're anyone if you're a straight person listening to our podcast welcome if you are a gay <laughs> this seems very strange for you to be here but we're glad that we're you glad are. that you're here uh if you are a gay person um if you are a queer person if you are identifying any way that is not a typical straight person uh listen to let's talk about gay stuff because they will teach you all of your history uh some of my friends have sent me little things that are like oh my god i can't believe the things about like the aid crisis are like so real I'm like <laughs> yeah, Bitch, we've been talking about that for a long time go talk yeah we have been but also <laughs> let's talk about gay stuff goes deep into these things so go listen to let's talk about gay stuff because they tell you, you can all hear these kendall say ronald reagan is the devil 40 million times an episode is it true <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> is there a new antichrist yes yes <laughs> uh also uh you know our good friends over there at economy works oh yeah gotta have a, a a big shout out to them because they are doing it to our sponsors do you are you gonna well i'm gonna look it up really, a little really quick but i have a lot of experience with economy works because You've personally been hired by Economy Works, haven't you? Personally been, yeah. Look I have, at I you. Full, part, fully part of the Economy Works mission to yes. help small business businesses business. do more with less. Yes. Um, are you a small business looking to do more with less? Perhaps marketing. Um, nowadays, your business has to have a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, a LinkedIn account. Who has time to take pictures, write posts, and get them all posted online? Let alone like, comment, share, and respond to followers. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Economy Works is here to help. Let Economy Works Talent Network help you do marketing so you can grow your business. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S.com. Absolutely. Actually, speaking absolutely. Of, speaking of absolutely, uh, I also think of a shout out to our uh, stepdaughter podcast, our, our Ruby, Ruby podcast, podcast. Uh, because we have a, a Officially split from each other. Officially. officially. I'm over it. I've had it. I've had it. Officially. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Detox. Um, because our Ruby podcast has taken their split They have from emancipated us. themselves yes. like Kellyanne Conway's daughter from yeah. her mother. Just straight up was like, I'm out of this. I'm out of this business. Hey. Uh, which I think is hilarious. But I'm just like, <laughs> That is, um, Chef I'm just like salivating <laughs> <laughs> over how tasty that gossip mm, is. Yum. Mm, um, but yes, our Ruby wanted podcast... to be a fucking cunt. Yeah. Now your daughter hates you. So survive. Uh, yes. Uh, our Ruby podcast talks about all of the drag scene. So we talk about uh, Dragula. We talk about uh, season 12 of Drag Race, All Stars 2 of Drag Race. And uh, two all stars five of Drag Race, and now hey, we're talking we'll go about back to two, maybe. Yeah, uh, all stars 
Oh, oh well. Canada's Drag Race now. So until we have another Drag Race, which maybe Dragula season four might be coming out soon. This is um, praying praying hands, but also but maniacal. Also, but also witch cackle. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so our review podcast might Swampula. be yeah exactly and Dracmorda. Dracmorda and Swampula. Please give us more. Uh, so we might be doing Dragula as next. Uh, but if not, we're just going to do spotlight hours for drag queens. We could do that. Like to... We could also have revisitation hours. We could. We could just go back and be like, hey, know. let's talk. Let's talk. Stay we tuned. never know. Stay tuned. Uh, we can give you some ideas about what we think about the drag races. Um, but yeah, Ruby Podcast is out there. So if you go to our Ruby, that's R U P Y podcast on Spotify, uh, you can, or any of the, the podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, you can follow us and subscribe and rate us if you like it. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Um, of course, you're always listening to our Spoopy Podcast. Oh, yeah, if you weren't, you wouldn't be here. Also so. for two hours. Our Spoopy Podcast at rspoopypodcast.com. Our Spoopy Podcast on Instagram. Our Spoopy on Facebook. And our Spoop. You want to drop us a line? No. <laughs> if you want to send us send an email, us an like email. a regular person, oh. that's our spoopy podcast at gmail.com. LOL. Well, well uh, we're really closing in here on two hours. So, well, um, we got angry. We got feelings. We got silly. We got all the things. So why don't we tell them to wait? Oh. If you're uh, in the Houston, Texas area, southern Louisiana, south, southwestern Louisiana, southeastern Texas, Stay safe. Well, they're going to hear this on Sunday. It's going to be after the storm is We hope you stay safe. Please. And I hope that you were safe. Yeah. So um, get spooky with it. <laughs>